0: Episode 495, Awareness and Resistance to Your Health Habits, with Kristen Carter. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. And it is my mission to share you the real stories, the useful stuff, the juicy stuff, and the reality of what it takes to Get to the podcast. Right, this week we're gonna be talking about your health, some keys to stay motivated, and some of the key things that you can potentially trip you up. We've got Kristen Carter on the line. She's the creator of Design for Fitness, and she's been working in fitness and nutrition for over 25 years. She's the author of Lose Weight, Exercise More. I think so. She's a regular blogger on psychology today. Lots we can talk about. Kristen, are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: I certainly am. Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Good stuff. So is there anything you'd like to add or highlight to that reasonably brief introduction?
1: <laughs> right. I would also like to say that I'm a certified in precision nutrition. I'm also um, a certified in golf fitness. Um, I've worked in physical therapy. I've worked with some professional athletes. I've worked with people who are really not professional at all. <laughs> so, yeah. around the gamut.
0: Just touching on your origins, where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And you, I mean, you talked a little bit about your histories Is health and fitness something you always were into?
1: Yes, um, I would say pretty much. But um, I, I have a bit of a checkered past, like you do with fitness, which is, um, but not as, an ex- as extreme. Um, I grew up running around the neighborhood and my bike was my best friend and all that stuff back in the day. It was safe to do that kind of thing in my little suburb around Chicago. Okay. Um, then I went to college in Ohio and sat for four years, did well at school, but you know I sat around a lot and, and uh, at the end of the day, I guess I was pretty introspective. And I said to myself, you know, going forward, do I want to keep sitting and putting up with the the results of that and just sort of putting on weight and, you know, um, accepting that as kind of normal? Or do I want to go back to my roots and get myself, you know, off the couch and start into a program of exercising and eating well. So that was my decision at the time and it wasn't easy. Um, I started to run. I decided to start to to run because I figured, well, I didn't have any money and that was cheap. So (laughs) literally had to run around the track once and then rest and then do it again. And slowly I got up to where, you know, over a period of years, um, six to ten miles. Um, so that works. So um, the other part of what you asked is um, I went to college in, in uh, Ohio but then moved to Philadelphia after that and spent 44 years in Philadelphia and then decided to get out and come to Colorado and have not regretted it. <laughs> uh,
0: after 44 years what what made you make the move?
1: I get well my daughter was living out here there was that yeah. but um as soon as she came to college out here and we were looking at it, I'm like, you know, this is the place for me. It yeah. just felt like home. Um, I like the way that people have their do their lives and I had had enough of the East Coast and with all due respect to people who live <laughs> on the East Coast <laughs> and um, decided to break free and I, I just am crazy about mountains and scenery and hiking and it
0: works. Awesome. in your sort of information, your book, I mean, how the awareness of health habits can change what you do for the better. I mean, what do you want to talk about? And in terms of awareness of health habits, I mean, in terms of the start, I suppose, really the introduction to your book, or why is it something that you felt, you know, you wanted to bring it to the show, you wanted to write a book around it. So talk to us about that.
1: Okay. Um, the book is actually started out being written for people who have been told by their doctor to lose weight and exercise more. Yeah. Which is a fairly large group. And I interviewed a bunch of doctors for this book to find out, you know, what happens when they do that. And the answer is pretty much nothing. <laughs> so um and they do not have time to go into it. They do not have time to say like here's how you do it. Here's what you can do. Um But there's beyond that, there is the resistance that people have. And I think you need to be aware that you are going to have resistance and to not feel like that's some sort of moral failing or something terrible about you that you're not motivated. But if you can take that and embrace it and go, well, okay, I need to work around this, then that's a good start.
0: And what about the keys to staying motivated? I mean, that touches on one there, but.
1: Okay, um, here's the thing about motivation. Motivation is something that they've discovered, comes and goes, it's um, it's a thing that gets depleted. It's, it's great for like, okay, um, maybe in your case, I'm gonna do really great on this pole vault, you know. <laughs> um, for a couple of minutes, you're focused, it's great. But after that, then what happens? So the thing is, it's really about habits. So habits, become automatic. And so because they become automatic, they take a lot less energy. Um, They don't require you to like pull yourself up by the bootstraps every time because they're already there. Um, And, In this book, I start out saying, you know, one of the big myths is people think it takes 21 days to change a habit. No. (laughs) So maybe for a really easy habit um, that isn't complicated, that you don't have any baggage around. But for something that's complex, like say going on a diet or joining a gym and deciding to exercise more, that is a huge Uh, It encumbers a huge amount of your brain, your attitudes, your history, um, what's happened to you before, um, what your family thinks of it, uh, what you're willing to learn or not learn, all of those things uh, come into it. So, you know, studies have shown that it can take up to 254 days or longer to change a habit that's complex like that. Wow. So, we sh- you know, being aware of that is huge um, because right away you can, you can take yourself off the like, oh, how come I failed at this? I tried it for three weeks. <laughs> um, you can get off your case about that and realize that it's more really about making a transition. You're there for the long haul you got to be patient with yourself and keeping motivation, you know, to my mind is picking something small that you can achieve right away. And so you're already like, Oh, I did that. Whoa. And then, so you can feel good about that. And then you can move on to the next thing that's small, but for some reason, we humans (laughs) seem to like to go big or go home (laughs) and, um, they've shown that motivation for exercise, people often feel like they have to go to the gym for an hour, right away, yeah, all the time. And that is just not going to work. Um, In fact, I was reading, well, different topic, but intermittent fasting, which is all a big thing right now, if you jump right into a five-day water-only fast,
0: oh, you're going to feel
1: horrible.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. So yeah.
1: even in that realm, you need to start slow. You know, get your body used to it, get your mind used to it, get your schedule used to it, um, and go for it. Because like I keep saying to people, you're not going anywhere. You're here for the duration, Right. So you don't need to do a 12 week program and then see how it's going to work out. You need to change your lifestyle slowly so that you're not in shock over it. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that intermittent fasting one. Yeah. That's just a great point about jumping in, you know, straight out. I mean, I don't think there's a small percentage of the population who are going to be able to jump into that level and, you know, stick with it. Cause that's going to be painful if you haven't done anything like it before. And yeah, the dropout rate is going to be huge. So yeah, definitely go in a little bit slower, a little bit more, you know, transition, as you
1: mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is that you need to realize you need skills and you need tools. So even just as a, an example, say you join a gym. What are you going to do there? Do you have a plan for that? Um, is the gym convenient for you? In a week, is it going to be too far away? Is your schedule not going to really, I mean, you're fine. You're all hepped up for a week and you can do it. And then it's like, ah, you know, too far. What was I thinking? And what are you going to do there um, that's going to keep you engaged? Um, Another piece of this is that it needs to be super tailored to who you are. It's not somebody telling you what you should do. Because you will, you will follow that for a while and then you go, well, pfft, not for me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that. Um, just the way to exercise and diets. You know, I feel like people try and diet and the stats are there. There's, you know, lots of people in this country right now, 40% are on a diet at any given time. And some of them only last for a week. Some of them last longer. But 98% of them never work. So, you know, that's not a very thrilling statistic. (laughs) And yet people will try the next one and the next one and the next one um, along the theme of just tell me what to do and I'll try this and see what happens. Um, No, (laughs) you need to figure out, you know, number one, where are you headed with this? Like, what's your goal? Are you, okay, you want to lose weight, but really for your health, which to me is the number one reason for eating. <laughs> yeah. um, you need to learn what's healthy for you, how to prepare it so that it's not a pain, so that you keep, you know, you will do it. Um, even how to grocery shop, what to pick out, all those things. And also you need to consider what you're going to do with it. Like if you hate broccoli, okay, <laughs> you know, find something else, some other fruit or vegetable. Um, and even with, with diets, what you want to do is start slow. So the program that I'm with, they recommend that you just spend the first two weeks learning to eat slowly. And then when you have that down, you can eat until, try to learn to eat until you're 80% full, tough. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but just some bringing some mindfulness to it. Yep. So all of those things go into really changing your diet and reaching that goal of losing some weight. Um, Effectively and in the long run. So
0: when when was the time that you were really challenged either, you know, mentally, motivationally, or even diet-wise, or just in just in life, a really challenging time where you had to really fight to awaken your alpha? Maybe you didn't have any motivation or much motivation?
1: Oh yes. Well, if we wanted to go deep here, we could say that I came from an abusive background. Hmm. And what saved me? was the exercise actually i could get out of the house which was a terrible place (laughs) and and the other thing that that really helped me was i have a, a curiosity and a quest for learning why people do what they do so at the end of the day i wasn't a victim i became not a victim because i was i didn't take it Personally, I took it like, where are these people coming from? Why are they doing this? And then what can I do to get the heck out of here? So, that's, mm-hmm. And then on a, a, a lesser deep level, I did have an incredible sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> incredible sweet tooth. And it took a long time to get that thing to settle down.
0: you still indulge from time to time or are you just like zero tolerance or what's your setup now
1: um my setup now is um every morning i'll I'll be honest every morning i get up and i'm like i'm not the world's greatest at getting up so as a reward for getting up i get to eat a little bit of cake (laughs) (laughs) and some chai tea then i'm done with sugar for the day we're done with it um I very rarely eat dessert very rarely, um, and in fact i I find it kind of pointless now, um looking you know knowing what I know now um, and how things are in this country and around the world with obesity, there is no reason to eat dessert yeah usually it's it's not a healthy thing; it's extra calories we do not need. And so I eventually got to where I just don't care. I just don't care about dessert. Even if I go to somebody's house and they're, you know, giving you things and you're supposed to eat to be polite and all that, I'll just say no, sorry, just not going to do that. Just how I roll. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like it when he says like very individual and unique what you got to set up works for you like you'd you might say oh cake for breakfast or first thing in the morning that doesn't sound the best but then as you put it in your unique setup when you're not having desserts or not having any sugar for the rest of the day then obviously you can make you know tailor these um, lifestyles to you know fit you specifically mm-hmm. so as we move into the alpha round I would like to start off with is there a particular favorite quote that really sums up either your approach to life or just a, an all-time favorite quote
1: Hmm. Okay. I wonder if I could find this in my book. Yeah, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Bertrand Russell said, in all my affairs, it's a healthy thing now and then to hang a question mark on the things you have long taken for granted. So, I don't think that you can really make a lot of change unless you're willing to ask yourself some questions. And uh, in the book I wrote, I give some sample questions and I'm, about, I'm working on a workbook that goes with it where people can just get in there and, and start to think about what they've been doing, what's worked in the past, what hasn't, why, um, and what their lives are like in terms of their schedule, their time management, Um, does this need to be set in stone? Can there be another way to do this? And, and there's also, um, in a different level, there's self-talk, like you sit there going, well, I'm just not the kind of person who likes to exercise. (laughs) The self-talk can be, well, what could I do that would be, you know, a little bit healthy? Yeah. Um, Or I'm afraid exercise is going to hurt. Well, (laughs) um, actually after a while exercise does not hurt and people who exercise generally feel better. Um, also there's another one where people say to themselves, well, I'm just too old. I'm done with this. I'm 65. I'm gonna, you know, Kick back. <laughs> I deserve to do this. Yeah. I'd rather do lunch than go for a walk. Let's face. Right. So, um, the thing about that is, you can say, you know, I wait a minute. This doesn't have to be this way. How do I really want it to be? Um, take a look around. You know, there's some people around me that are my age, but they're doing a lot of lot more things they're healthier they're more energetic do i want that for myself or don't i and you can also tie it into finances (laughs) i mean quite frankly one of the reasons i like to stay healthy is because i don't want to have big medical bills later on
0: yeah i
1: just don't want to go there definitely so and a lot of people become burdens to their family in that regard Um, you know, sometimes you just can't, you know, you have no control over things that happen obviously, but there's so many reasons just to try to stay healthy. Number one would be for yourself. Right, Mr. Alpha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And in terms of book recommendations, has there ever been a really impactful book for you outside of your own book that, you know, you either read it at the right time or it could just be an all time favorite book? any spring to mind?
1: Um, yes, there's one that I really like right now is called Mindset. It's by Carol S. Dweck, um, PhD. She spent her and most of her professional career studying how, you know, mindsets that help people be healthy versus not. And she's discovered or she has labeled um, fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. And she applies this in business and school and in general in lives, but also um, a little bit uh, for exercise and diet and health. Um, and she says that you can change from a fixed mindset, meaning, you know, that's just who I am. I'm bad at math. Um, I'm not very smart. Yeah. To learning a curiosity, taking a curiosity stance on things, to seeing a failure as a challenge and not an indictment or an embarrassment. And you know, you can, if somebody is there around you, they can say, well, okay, you tried that. Now, what else can we try instead of, okay, you're done. <laughs>
0: yeah, that didn't work. Let's leave. It. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So therefore, you know, you might as well pack it up because you'll never be good at this, yeah. you know, Um, I feel, and she says that quite often in our school systems, that kind of mindset is taught because we're, we're always compared to others. We've got our test scores. Mm -hmm. We've got our stratifications, which class you're in. Are you in the advanced class or are you not? Um, All that. And many times teachers don't have the time or the wherewithal to sit with somebody and say how can, how can we change this around for you? You know, I see a lot of potential in you.
0: Yeah. And in terms we've touched on habits though, but in terms of you personally, what key habits do you think either you have, or you think are really essential to sort of keep a handle on your, your weight and your exercise and being healthy?
1: Um, Okay. I, I, what would
0: really derail you if we took, took away one of your <laughs> daily habits, <laughs> daily, regular habits?
1: <laughs> what would derail me? Wow. Um, if I got injured, I think that, and I, that's happened in the past. Um, and things, you know, I, I, have, I have asked myself when that happens, is this going to be permanent? Is this going to shut me down? And I refuse to take that stance. Um, I guess because I'm an exercise physiologist and I've worked in fitness a lot, um, I know how to work around pain mm-hmm. and- uh, there's, there's generally there's
0: always something you can do.
1: There's always something.
0: Yeah, you gotta have that creative growth mindset. But So what habit though would, is a real essential one for you. Cake in the
1: mornings? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can go without cake. Um, When we're on vacation, I don't take cake with me. (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, back in the day, mm, that's a hard one because I feel like I've really learned how to work around just about anything. Um, Social situations, Holidays. Uh, I have a couple of weaknesses, like carrot cake. Ooh,
0: I love <laughs> carrot cake. I just uh, just had some for my birthday.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that was my cake of choice, carrot cake, definitely. Very yeah,
1: nice. yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't have it in the house. I never make it, um, but once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I just gotta have some carrot cake.
0: Well, I suppose I will put it another way. Then, if someone's coming to you and they're like, okay. I, you know, not a blank canvas because no one's a blank canvas, but they want to put some healthier habits. Um, What sort of habits might you suggest as one that you think is a real, you know, a good one to have in your lifestyle?
1: Okay. Um, Right off the bat, I'll bring out some statistics again, which is something like only twenty percent of Americans know that they're supposed to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. (laughs) They know that they should eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. A lot of people don't even know that. So I would start there. I would say, okay, let's see if you can do, let's do um, one piece of fruit with lunch every day. And you're gonna have to plan for that. You're gonna have to put it on your grocery list. You're gonna have to figure out what's gonna be. Um, If you're at work, you got to figure out what's easy to port, you know, to bring with you at work. Um, Not so much anymore because so many people are working at home. But I would say just the point would be to add something in that's healthy as opposed to going into the deprivation thing where you have to have discipline and you're feeling deprived all the time. You would just, you want to head for something positive. So, and something small, you know, and if you don't like oranges, don't get oranges find some fruit that you do like and start there.
0: And if people want to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
1: um, Well, my website, designforfitness.com is right there. It has the book there. You can get a a free uh, look at the introduction on the first chapter. Um, You can contact me there. I have uh, tons of blogs on there that you can peruse all sorts of subjects. Um, I'll be happy to talk to anybody who wants to get in touch.
0: Awesome. And around this whole subject, and obviously, you know, summarizing your book as well, lose weight, exercise more, I think so. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you feel is left unsaid that you wanted to get off your chest or you'd hoped I would have asked about?
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, um, Looking at the statistics, I would say that a lot of people have stress and emotional eating. So if you're going to go on a diet, you need to be prepared to address that as part of the diet you're on or the program that you want to join, or it will fail. So um, the group that I work with, uh, the top five problems with being able to stay on a diet are Emotional stress eating, whopping 63% of people said that. Uh, lack of planning, cravings, snacking when not hungry, and eating quickly. So all of those things, if you think about it, are related to stress and emotions. Yeah. So you can't, the takeaway here is you can't discount the emotions and the, what you're bringing to the table. You cannot. You have to work with it. You can't just lay something on top of it and hope it's going to work because it won't. Well,
0: on that <laughs> note...
1: <laughs> Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> there we go. Go out and get them. There we go. Kristen, <laughs> <So, laughs> thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Likewise. Really fun.
0: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought a TEDx talk is something that would be cool to do and, and help share your message, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk, forward slash masterclass, and you can get this completely free training masterclass on how to become a TEDx speaker and thought leader without desperately chasing and wasting your time on the wrong opportunities. It really digs into the three key secrets to landing your own TEDx talk. Alright, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.